your worship and leading us to the presence of the Lord. Amen. Thank you for that. Um, bless you. Thank God for Pastor Michael ministering the word to us. Amen. On Sunday morning, it was beautiful. Cindy, he didn't ride the donkey. So you're good. Amen. <laughs> if you weren't here Sunday morning, I'm saying this with all seriousness, please watch it. You must watch it. Amen. I almost want to pull the Marwan beam, and if you don't, <laughs> but I don't have the right to do that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tyler, for sharing that with us. And um, glad to have. I know they were gone to see Chris, and think he's doing well. Thankful that the girls got to see him, and glad to have Rafe and Carly back, and God used them. Um, so I just appreciate you, Pastor Michael, too, for Sunday morning. It was just a, such a blessing. Miraculous two services. Man, God, prayer meet was just beautiful. Prayer meet was beautiful. And so thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. You can come in. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> Mike is laughing. <laughs> I'm in trouble. You know, it's on me. <laughs> she was like peeking through the door. I'm like, come on. It's all right. Yeah, the water's fine. Come on in, sir. I can do that. Her okay, good. I thought about it afterwards. Like, whoops! Did I just say that? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jonah too. We better get to preaching. I better get the anointing. Amen. What did Brother Ike say today? He said. He said one gentleman asked him. What the anointing was, he said, I don't know, but when it ain't there, I sure know it. <laughs> so <laughs> you sure know it whenever it ain't there. I don't know what it is when it is there, but I can tell you when it isn't there. Amen. So we just need the anointing to come tonight. Amen. Jonah 2, going to read all of this tonight. Amen. We'll start in verse 1 of Jonah chapter 2. Thank you for standing and just honoring God's word tonight. Uh, it says this, Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly, uh, let me back up one. I need to read verse 17 of Jonah 1. I'm sorry. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And thou heardest my voice, for thou hadst cast me into the deep, and the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about, all thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms of the mountains of the earth. With her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon dry land. Chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach. Unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose, and he went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. God, I pray these next few moments, Lord, that your anointing would come. 
I thank you for the word of God and that it does not return void. It has the authority and the final say in this house here tonight, God. It has the final say upon every heart here. We do not, Lord, according to the flesh, the word is greater. So let the anointing be applied with the word tonight and let it pierce and touch every heart. You said it will not return void. And so, God, we know that in the end that your word has the final say. I pray that tonight, God, that we would stand upon that, that we would heed the conviction of the Holy Ghost tonight, God. Lord, I know that tonight is divine of you, Lord. Lord, it's divine of you. Tonight is on purpose. And, Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you tonight upon this title, A Fish Named Grace. A Fish Named Grace. This fish's name had to be grace. It just had to be grace. Amen. Because if you look at this, if we look at verse 17 of Jonah chapter 1, it said, Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now, if you know if Jonah would have got what he deserved, what would that have been? That would have been that whenever they threw Jonah out of the boat because when he was in rebellion and his disobedience affected everybody that was in the boat with him, right? And so they knew, hey, you're sleeping in the bottom of the ship. The lot fell upon you. It's you that's in disobedience. So we're getting you out of the boat, amen? But isn't it just like the grace of God when you thought that you and I should be headed for hell? Instead, God prepares a fish to swallow us up to keep us from going to the bottom and the depths of hell. Do you remember where you were at whenever God prepared something in your life, amen, to keep you from going any farther than what you should have went? Aren't you thankful for the provision of God and that he didn't allow us to go to the depths of hell so that we could not be eternally saved and be with Jesus for every day of our life? Here's what the word prepared means. It means appointed. It means ordained. It means assigned. Amen. Do you remember any time in your life whenever God orchestrated specific events when you were lost and undone and in your sin but God put roadblocks in your life so that you could cry out to Jesus save my soul because God had appointed that moment that time in your life it had to be grace amen that word prepared means appointed or ordained amen do you remember there was events or times or people that were ordained and even anointed that God placed in your life to share the love of Jesus when you thought that it was all done with and over with. Do you remember anybody being ordained specifically coming to your life? If that's you, lift up your hand. I remember sitting in jail at Holmes County. I remember God sending three people. They were appointed, they were anointed, and they were ordained to come see my life and say, you don't have to live this way any longer. And they gave Gave me the word of God. Amen. I said this fish's name had to be grace because if it was up to Jonah, if it was up to those that were in the boat with him because they felt the effects of Jonah's rebellion and his disobedience, probably if it would have been left up to them, he would have died and drowned and went to hell. But it wasn't up to him and it wasn't up to them. It was up to the Lord and his grace created a fish and he swallowed him up and Jonah's stayed in the fish's belly three days and three nights. Had to be grace. Had to be grace. People orchestrated, prepared to be put in our life. Jails, pastors, churches. I wasn't blessed enough to just go to an altar and say, well, find Jesus. I was a little bit more stubborn than that. But God created jail. He prepared that for me. Maybe some of you others. I see Connie shaking her head. He prepared that green camper for you, didn't he? Amen. He prepared it for you, for many others, you know. Prepared this church. It had to be grace. He's appointed it, and he ordained it. I ain't never known of a fish to be ordained, but this one was. <laughs> Guess what? This fish didn't have a piece of paper on the wall, but he was ordained of God. He was ordained of God. You don't have to have a plaque on the wall with your name on it, with a seal on it, 
to be ordained of God to be ministered into somebody's life. You could be the fish named Grace to somebody's life to keep them from going to hell. You could be the one that is ordained and anointed and appointed to go just like this fish did. I mean, all of a sudden, the fish just pops up in the sea. Now, this fish had to come from the, the Lord had prepared a great fish. It wasn't just any fish. It said a great fish. You're great people of God. You may be the fish named Grace for somebody that is headed in that direction. God has prepared you. You have been appointed and ordained and assigned for somebody in this world. Are you doing what God has assigned you to do? God assigned this fish for Jonah, nobody else. Who has God assigned your life for? Is there a Jonah that you have not went to and God has assigned you to go to that person? God prepared, God appointed, God ordained, God assigned. Them three men were on assignment when they came to Holmes County Jail to see me. The jail was the fish, now three men came. They were on assignment. Can I tell you, every day that you wake up, there's an assignment from the Lord. I never would have thought that I would have preached Johnny Manuel's funeral today with I don't know how the church was full. I was scared to death. But the moment I got in the pulpit, I knew that was my assignment. I knew that was my assignment. I didn't ask for it, but it was the assignment of the Lord. Today, God's grace was ministered to the people. It could have been the fish to stop them from going to hell. It could have been. The fish's name had to be grace. Isn't it just the beautiful nature of God when you're headed to hell, when you're headed to the deep, that God would prepare something to spare your life? So many times we just look at this passage and we look at it as some fairy tale, something that we'll read our children. But let me tell you, I've lived it. I've lived this life. I've lived Jonah's life. I thank God for the preparation of the jail for me. I thank God for the preparation of the fish that swallowed me up, that would get me to a place where I could hear God. Let me tell you what, only grace can get you in a place where you can hear the voice of God. Only grace can do that. You cannot hear the voice of God without the grace of God. But let me tell you, God loves us enough to appoint, to ordain, and to assign someone, something in our life. God will use whatever he's got to use to talk to. He spoke through a donkey. God will do whatever he's got to do, amen, to get our attention so that we may repent and get back on track to the place that God's calling us to be. I believe this fish's name had to be Grace. Chapter 2, verse 1 says, Then Jonah prayed. Now, how many of you is really going to pray in the belly of a fish? I don't know about you, but I want to know how I'm going to get out of there. I want to know, all right, now Jonah's going to pray. God prepared this fish three days and three nights, and now Jonah's just so calm. Now Jonah's just going to pray. I don't know about you, but I don't just wake up in the morning. I mean, I got to get, you know, sometimes going to prayer is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Now let me tell you, he's in a circumstance and situation. I bet he is praying, but I bet he's praying to get out of the fish. That's what I would be doing. But here's what he said. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. I thank God that it was still his God. Just because he was in the whale's belly didn't mean that he still wasn't Jonah's God. I said he was still Jonah's God. Amen. I mean, God was still Jonah's. Amen. It said, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly. Amen. I tell you this, it had to be the grace of God to stir Jonah's heart to begin to pray in the fish's belly. Amen. Only the grace of God would allow us to pray in this situation. So many of us would get in this situation and we would be bitter instead of better. It had to be grace that got his attention in that whale's belly. I said it had to be the grace of God that provoked Jonah to begin to pray and to seek God again because the last thing we knew about Jonah was he was in rebellion against God's presence. But now he's in the fish's belly and he begins to pray to the very one he's running from. It had to be the grace of God that didn't just turn him over to his wicked ways and that would stir Jonah's heart and said, I know what I'm missing. I know what I'm running from. And I got to begin to pray to this God that is called Hold my life. It had to be grace. You know what a lot of us say? Just leave me alone. Let me die here. Let me die. Let me drown. I don't want to go to Nineveh. 
Jonah cried in that fish's belly. Now listen to me. Hear me close with this. Verse 2 says this, And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me. (laughs) And he heard me. The first thing Jonah prayed in the fish's belly had to be grace, didn't it? And now you mean to tell me that the Lord is going to hear him in his rebellion? Had to be grace, didn't it? So many of us, you know, how many of us tonight are running from the Lord? And we've come to the altar and we've cried in our affliction and we've cried in our affliction. And you know what? Every time you come, if you come a trillion times, guess what? God's still going to hear you. Had to be grace, didn't it? Had to be grace to provoke Jonah to even begin to pray to God because you don't pray in your flesh. It has to be the grace of God. If you look up grace in the Greek word, it means charis, and it means the divine influence upon the heart. So God's hand is influencing Jonah's heart in that fish's belly. So I bet Jonah's just looking around everywhere, and he just sees the grace of God. This fish swallowed me up, and I'm living inside of a fish's belly. You think about that. I was running from the call of God, They throw me out of the boat, but God loves me enough to prepare a fish for me, a great fish. And God loves me enough for this fish just to hold me. And in the midst of this time and trouble in my life, and because of my affliction, I cried out unto the Lord, and now God is going to hear me? You mean God hears me when I'm running from him? You mean God would hear me in the depth of a fish's belly? Can you believe that God listens to us even whenever I'm in rebellion? God hears our cry. When the children of Israel were in bondage, what did he say? He said, their cry has reached mine ears. Moses, go get them out of there and deliver their life. Why? Because their cry has reached my ear, and I have been attentive to their cry. God is attentive to your cry tonight. I said he's attentive to your cry tonight. I don't care where you are. God is attentive to what you say to him. He's attentive. Only grace would do that. I can tell you what most people would do. Just stay in the fish. Just go to hell. Just stay there if that's what you want to do. You're the one that got yourself there anyway. You made your bed and I lay in it. You're the one that was in rebellion. They threw you over. Stay in that fish's belly another day. That's what you get. All but grace was implied to Jonah's heart. He began to cry. And then God said, now, now I got him. Then the Lord moved him. The Lord got close and he said, I'm listening, Jonah. What do you want to say? I'm listening, Jonah. What does the word of God say? It says that God is near the brokenhearted. God is near when we're afflicted. He came to the woman and to the well at Samaria. He was drawn to her. He knew the situation and he came near her. He's not afraid of our affliction. God prepared the fish. It had to be grace. Jonah prayed in the fish. It had to be grace. And now the third thing is God, the Lord, is paying attention to him and to his cry. It had to be grace. 2 Kings 20, verse 5 says this. Beautiful story. We're looking at Hezekiah. God has just granted Hezekiah 15 more years. 2 Kings 20, verse 5. God has just granted Hezekiah 15 more years. And listen to what he said. Turn again. (laughs) Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have heard thy prayer. Some, this is a promise for somebody tonight. Amen. I hope somebody just gets encouraged. Listen to me. God has heard your prayer tonight. I have seen thy tears. My God. What your interpretation said. 
My goodness. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day shalt thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And then God said this, and I will add unto thy days 15 years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David. God heard your cry. And he's going to give increase to your life. Is not that the purpose of God? Isn't that what we know the rest of the story about Jonah? Increase was coming to Jonah's life, and Jonah didn't even know it. Jonah didn't know that everybody in Nineveh was going to repent. I mean, even the cattle was being dealt with by God. That's a revival, isn't it? I mean, the king was the first one that went down and and took off his kingly clothes and and began to dress himself in sackcloth and ashes. I mean, the king was the first one. As I was reading that the other day, I said, my God, what are us as leaders doing? It's got to start with us. Even the cattle was being dealt with because of this man, because of his God. 2 Chronicles 16, 9 2 Chronicles 16, 9, I just want to read this to you for just a minute. God said this, you think God don't pay attention to you. Some of you are questioning, does God think about me? I can tell you you're constantly on God's heart. He knows every hair that is on your head. He knows when one falls out. God knows, amen, listen to this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. To show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, hence, therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. What is God doing? He's looking to and fro. His eyes are upon you. He knows right where you are. He knows you're coming and you're going. How many of you have ever wondered if God pays attention to you? <laughs> Let me tell you, he was paying attention to Jonah in the well's belly and Jonah's in rebellion. He's paying attention to you tonight. He knows every move that you make. He knows everything that you do. God pays attention. What do you think the fish's name had to be? I think he has to be Grace. You mean that God would pay attention to me still after all that I've done? He would want me still after I've ran from his presence? Let me tell you, some of you can just hang your hat up because there's some Jonas here. Amen. If not, I mean, God knew who would be here tonight. God knew who would be here Sunday morning. Amen. I was going to preach this Sunday morning. Brother Michael had the word. The fourth thing, let me get back where I need to be, the book of Jonah. For thou hadst cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas, And the floods compassed me about, all thy billows and the waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward the holy temple. The fourth thing I want to tell you tonight is that God protected him. It had to be grace. Grace protects you when you can't protect yourself. Do you know what? If if, if on any given day, if you knew the attacks that God intercepted in the spirit realm, that never was able to get to your life because of the blood and because angels were all about your life. We don't even know how God protects us any given day. Let me tell you, there is a spiritual battle going on for your life. If you don't believe me, let God lift the hedge one day and you'll find out. But God puts a hedge around us and he puts things in place to protect us from the enemy and the attacks of the enemy. That's why he tells us to put on the armor of God. That's why he talks about the fiery darts of the enemy. But that armor will block off the fiery darts of the enemy. There is a hedge. Amen. Look at the story of Job and you'll see about that hedge that is there and in place. God said you can do this to Job but you can't do that. Amen. God began to lift a little bit more every time. 
time, but it was a spiritual battle in Job's life. But Job loved God more than he did everything else that the enemy could do. I said, we never know on any given day the battles that God spares us from. If we could just get out of our flesh one day and just look in the spirit realm and just see the enemies and the attacks that are trying to destroy our life, we would be blown away. Just think about it. Think about angels and think about glory and think about Jesus all around you every day. Said, nope, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. I'm using them, not today. And he's just a guard of the enemy. That's what grace does. The grace of God just protects you. Now listen to me. Here, here's what Jonah's saying. Now listen to me. It had to be grace because the fish protected Jonah from the sea. <laughs> I said the billows of the sea would have drowned Jonah. I mean, he's talking about seaweed being wrapped around his face. He can't even see where he's going. But he was protected the whole time. I said, sometimes you can't even see. You got seaweed all around you. But I'm just walking with God, and I know that I'm protected. The fish's name had to be grace. I got seaweed all around me, but I'm trying to get it out of my eyes. I can't really see where I'm going, but I just know that God prepared this place for me. I know that I prayed to God, and God paying attention to me and I know that grace is going to keep me protected. I just got to keep walking with God. Oh it seems dark right now. I got seaweed all around me. I can smell the salt all around me but there's something glorious on the inside of this fish. His name had to be grace. Had to be grace. His name had to be grace. You ever just walk through some things in your life and you said my God I don't know how I made it to the other side of that. Don't you know Jonah's wondering whenever he gets vomited out on the other side on the dry land that he's wondering how he made it out that three days. I bet that was a long three days and three nights. He probably said, whoo. <laughs> when they threw him over, don't you imagine that Jonah's thinking, I'm done. I'm dead. And I'm dead and I'm headed to hell because I'm in rebellion to God. <laughs> but the Lord loved him enough. And he said, I'm going to prepare a fish. I'm going to appoint and ordain a fish to swallow Jonah up. Now listen to me. His name had to be grace. It protected him even to the depths of hell. Isn't that what he said in verse 2? And said, I cried by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell. My God. The depths of hell. God's presence was still there. And he protected him. Anybody felt like you just walked through hell lately? <laughs> but somehow you're still walking? I said somehow you're still walking. Somehow you're still at GFCC tonight. <laughs> you don't even know how you're doing it. <laughs> Seaweed everywhere. Salt water, I'm tired of drinking salt water. How about you? I'm tired of seaweed all in my face. I can't even see where I'm going. But I'm just going to keep going because grace is protecting me. All oh, that fiery dark comes and God just puts it off. He's protecting me. He's covering me. He's watching over me. He's a strong tower. He's my refuge in times of trouble. Amen. I said it had to be grace because he was protected through all of that, through whatever you're walking through right now in your life. You just got to keep walking. I see the seaweed in some of our eyes. That's all right because God's protected you with the grace of God. I smell the salt, but I also smell the oil. I said sometimes you just got to keep walking. Amen. I said you just got to keep walking because I know you may see hell. You may feel hell, but in the midst of that, I've cried out to God, and now i got God's attention. I don't know about you, church, but in our affliction, when we cry out to God, when we get his attention, you better know that he's going to put his angels around you. He's going to put his arms around you. He's going to be a strong tower for us in that moment. I said, I don't know about you, but that fish's name had to be grace. Had to be grace. Psalm 
46 1. Psalm 46 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That's who he is. Jonah was in trouble, but what was God to him through the fish? A refuge and strength and a very present help. I mean, could you imagine? Dana, I'm sinking in the sea, but now there's a fish that swallows me up. That's a present help, isn't it? That isn't a tomorrow help. I don't need a tomorrow helper. I need a now helper. I said I need a present helper right now because I don't know how I'm going to make it through. So then God sends a present help. He's our refuge. He's our strong tower. He's our present help. Amen. I love this. Don't God protect us? Isaiah 54, 17. You know this. You can probably quote it, but I'm going to read it. Amen. Because we need to know the word of God. Listen to what it says. This is our heritage in the Lord. This is our inheritance. Amen. God protects. Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Does not God protect us? Amen. You remember a few days back when Pastor Lee was here, I had a dream on one night, on a Wednesday night, that the enemy, that a serpent was being formed. And it was inside of the house and it came at me but it couldn't touch me well then God gave me a vision after Pastor Lee had left and the enemy was trying to form but it would just disintegrate and go back to nothing I said I believe that there was a weapon trying to be formed but because God he said I ain't going to have it today I'm not going to have it God said I'm going to prepare the grace of God to come against that devil that thing wanted to bite you Jared but I didn't allow it to you know why? Because the grace of God spoke to that devil and said, you leave my servant alone. That fish's name had to be grace. Hallelujah. This is our heritage in the Lord. Psalm 32, 7. Psalm 32, 7. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Isn't that what the fish did? Didn't that fish preserve Jonah from trouble? Preserve him from death? Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. I don't know what all Jonah heard in that whale's belly, but I know he felt God. He said, and he heard me. How did Jonah know right off the bat God heard him? Amen. Because God told him. I said, God had to tell him, I heard you, Jonah. I heard you, Jonah. I got you right where I want you right now. You're in the place of grace. I prepared this fish just for you, Jonah. Nobody else but you. But you. I don't know about y'all. Y'all ever get selfish with your God? He prepared the fish for me, not you. It's my fish. You find your own fish. But God's got me a fish. I don't want yours. Don't try to take mine. Amen. I said, I get selfish with my God sometimes. Amen. My, my picture's on his refrigerator in heaven. I don't know about yours, but mine is. Amen. I'm his favorite son. Amen. Why don't you fight for it? Say, no, I am. Amen. My picture's on his refrigerator. He protected him. <laughs> He still didn't, Malti. His picture must not be there, had it. Yours is there. That's right. <laughs> Amen. All of our pictures are, I hope, if we're born again. Sometimes you just got to say, no, it's my fish. Amen. He's my God. He's my Father. He protected him. Grace protects. And the fifth thing I want to tell you that I love this and This just inspired me so much. Because when Pastor Lee was here and he was talking about praise, and he was talking about us coming to the front and being a choir and praising the Lord, here's why, all right? 
Here's what God showed me. Verse 9 of chapter 2, but I will sacrifice unto, the, unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Sometimes it is a sacrifice just to thank God. Jonah's in the midst of this fish that God prepared, and he's surrounded by grace. He's not in hell. Well, Jonah, you should just be thankful. But it's still a sacrifice for him just to thank God. It's a sacrifice for you to give up your Wednesday night and just come to the house of God and just give it up. But then once you get here, it's a sacrifice for you to get here. But I don't really feel like praising God tonight. Well, I might not really feel like thanking God. To, I don't know if I got anything to thank God for tonight. It's a sacrifice to get from there to here. But are you willing to sacrifice a voice of thanksgiving in the midst of your fish? So here's what he said. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Now he's repenting. It started with praise. Can I tell you, praise will bring you to the place of repentance. Because <laughs> if I just start praising God, now the attention is no longer on me. Now it's on Him. And now, God, there's a relationship now that's opened back up. Uh-oh, I don't ended up back at Bethel. <laughs> yeah, now God can talk to me. Now the ladder's been opened up. There's a heaven. The angels are ascending and descending. Now the Lord's at the top of that. Now He's talking to me. Now I got your attention right where I wanted you to be. Jonah, I, I prepared this fish for this moment right now. You know what? God prepared the fish for you for this moment right now. The great preachers that we know, that we talk about, that we quote all the time, you know what? The Smith Wigglesworth, they're gone. David Wilkerson's gone. I love B.H. Clinton. He's gone. All these great men, it's good to reflect back upon their life and see what God did. But guess who is here now? We are. And so God created whatever he created in your life. There was some circumstance or situation that got you to a place where you would cry out to God. Where you would know God paid attention to me in this moment. Whatever it is, I could go around this church and, I, and you all would have a different circumstance and situation. Not all yours is going to be jail like Jared's. Thank God. Amen. But we all had a place. We all had a fish named Grace that swallowed us up. And I prayed to God. And God paid attention to my prayer. And I said, oh, God, you mean you love me? You love me? And if you've not had that place, get born again. Say, God, send a fish my way. Ordain somebody, appoint somebody to come tell me. So I believe that God, he said, God done all of that for this moment, verse 9. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Now listen to me. This word right here, thanksgiving, in the Hebrew, we got to get this. The first thing it means is confession. So in the midst of that fish's belly, the first thing Jonah did was confess and give thanks to God. It means praise and, of course, thanksgiving. But one of the meanings of this means a thanksgiving choir or procession or line or company. That don't mean that Jonah was the only one in that fish's belly. I don't think you heard me. I know it's Wednesday night, and if I got to, I'll preach it again Sunday morning. I said, Jonah wasn't the only one in that whale's belly. Amen. It said that there was a choir in that fish's belly that began to thank God. It was a procession of people or a line or a company. Why would Pastor Lee say, you need to form a line? If this community is going to be changed, then we have to get to GFCC. Whatever it takes to get here, once you get here, say, God, I'm going to sacrifice tonight. I'm going to sacrifice 
today. I'm going to form a line. I'm going to be a part of the company. I'm going to join the heavenly choir because I am going to give you thanks. And when we begin to give thanks, then the whale must open his mouth. When I begin to be a choir, I get God's attention and God will speak to that that has had a hold of me. God's about to speak. I said, God's about to speak. God paid attention, but now the Lord said, I'm fixing to talk now. I don't know about you, but whenever God talks on our behalf, whatever surrounded us has to free us. (laughs) It had to be grace that would let him go. Because isn't that just what the grace of God does? Now this well, now what did the Bible say? It said, verse 10, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited him out upon dry land. Let me tell you, whenever you come to this altar and praise God, God speaks. I bet some of us don't even know what God is saying to the devil. I sacrifice now. I've made it right here. I'm thanking God. And there's a God in heaven that says, oh, yeah. And now he begins to talk. He begins to say, devil, let go of those kids because my daughter has come and thanked me. I know it's been hard, but now my child is thanking me. And God said, let go, devil. Let go, devil. Let go of that family. Let go of that marriage, devil. Let go of them children. I know they may be in bondage, but not for long. You know why? Because somebody sacrificed Thanksgiving. I said, you never know what's going to get God's attention. And whenever you can sacrifice your voice to thank God, then God begins to speak on your behalf. How many times do we hold God's hand from speaking? Because I won't sacrifice Thanksgiving. I'm not, I'm not praising God today. It ain't in my nature. I'm quiet. I stay back. No, you don't. Shame on you if you do. Then our families and our children, our loved ones may stay in bondage and they may die and go to hell because I wouldn't sacrifice praise for nobody. When Jonah sacrificed thanksgiving, then Jonah wasn't the only one in that fish's belly. There was a choir. Sometimes you may think you're the only one lifting up a voice to God. But then God sends a company to join you. And they start coming. You may be here tonight and you may say, I'm in a fish's belly. That's all right. God's kept you. Just begin to thank God. Thank God for the trials. Say, God, they're teaching me. Thank God for the tribulation is teaching me. I can just thank God. What did Paul say? I've learned to be content in all things. You just begin to thank God. I thank God for your grace. I thank God that, that the seaweed didn't just stay around me. I thank God that even if the seaweed is around me, I can still thank you, Lord. Lord, I may be in a prison, but I'm thanking you, Lord. It's not about me, Jesus. And then the choir comes. Don't you know that choir came to Paul and Silas in that prison? You think two men was really going to reach everybody in that prison cell and begin to open doors so they could walk out freely? No, there was a heavenly host that came and joined them. I said there was a great company from heaven that came down in that prison and began to kick doors down, begin to pull the shackles off. I don't know about you, church, but this fires me up. I'm ready for God to begin to talk on my behalf because I'm willing to sacrifice. Let me tell you, praise shouldn't be a sacrifice, but God knows that it will be because we still live in flesh. But if we we can move beyond the flesh and just sacrifice a thanksgiving and a praise, then God will begin to speak to those things that have had us down, that have had us in bondage. God can speak to depression, and it has to let us go. He can speak to addiction, and it has to let us go. If you'll just begin to thank God, even that I've been bound, God, I thank you that you have the power and the authority to let me out. If I'll just begin to praise God, he will send a heavenly host down to join us. It had to be grace. He'll do it. He'll put people next to you. He'll send his angels down. He'll come himself. My God, he'll send the Holy Ghost down. God will send a company of a heavenly host when we'll begin to praise God. 
Why do you think Lee stepped out as much to say this whole community will be saved if you'll be that choir? I didn't know that then, but I do now. And guess what? You can't take it from me. You can't tell me to stop preaching it because that praise got God's attention. And he said, now, fish, let him go. Let him go. And what the fish have to do? Let him go. Had to be grace. I bet Jonah walked out of that fish. You couldn't even tell he had been in a whale's belly. <laughs> I bet he just walked out just like he went in. I bet he wasn't even wet. God just took care of him. God just took care of him. When we praise, God comes. The sixth thing I want to talk to you about is what I just said. I love this. It said, I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. God preserves his call. He preserves his call. Did Jonah deserve to still go to Nineveh to preach? No. Not according to us. But according to God. <laughs> See, he got Jonah's heart. He got his attention. He said, I'll pay that that I vowed. I wonder if you'll do that tonight. Some of you vowed vows that you've not paid. Some of you said that, God, if you'll do this, I'll serve you. And God did what you asked him to do, but you're not serving him. There's some of you that's got some things in the secret place. I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you has said some vows that you've not paid it yet. You've been wishy-washy, and it's deterred some of you all the way out of the will of God. Guilt and shame is attached to the vow that you've made to God. Mm. And if you'll repent tonight and say, Lord, I'll pay that that I have vowed. Mm. God will command that that root let you go. It will be pulled up and plucked out. And you will fall upon dry land. Will you pay it? Jonah said, I'll pay it. God preserved his call. The book of Romans says that the call of God is irrevocable. It's irrevocable. It's without repentance. The call of God is upon your life. Whether you choose to walk in it or not, it's there. And we will stand before Jesus and give an account to the call. Jeremiah chapter 1, I, I'm trying to hurry, y'all just bear with me just a little bit more. Jeremiah chapter 1, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. Listen to me. Many of you have known your whole life that you've been called of God. And here's what it says in verse 5. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God knew what you would be when you were in your mother's womb. You may have been a mistake in your mama's womb, but not to God. God knew what you were. I said, God knew what you were. And he's ordained your life. So keep running. But God's going to get you. Aren't you tired? Jeremiah's arguing with the Lord. I, but I can't do all this. God said, it ain't about you, Jeremiah. It's about me. Isaiah 49, 1 and 2. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken, ye people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother, hath he made mention of my name. <laughs> my God. The Lord was calling your name in your mother's womb. What was he calling what you would be? He was calling your name. And he made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. Hath he hid me and made me a polished shaft in his quiver hath he hid me. God knew from his mother's womb. I smell the fire. Galatians 1.5 the scripture speaking of Paul. Y'all know how Paul was. Any hard-headed people in here? Galatians 1.5. Check this out. 
Glad we got one honest person in here, brother. Galatians 1.5, I'm sorry, 1.15. I wrote it down wrong. It says this, but when it pleased God whom separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So Paul running, preaching the law all of them years, maybe older than 50 years old until the Lord got his attention on the road to Damascus. He knew the whole time he was, a, he was a preacher of the law that he had been separated from his mother's womb to preach the grace of God to the heathen. He knew that. And he's running. So don't you know when you know the call of God is there, what is the strength of sin? The law. What was strengthening Paul's? The law. I'm going to preach it harder. I'm going to preach it stronger. He knew the whole time what he was doing. How do you know he knew the whole time? Because as soon as he hit the ground, he looked up and said, Is it you, Lord? The Lord preserved his call (laughs) through destroying the church, through killing people with the letter, through persecuting the people. Through holding the coats as they stoned Stephen, the Lord still saved Paul. <laughs> I said he preserves the call of God. Let me tell you, child of God, I don't care what you're walking through. I don't care what you've been through. God's call will be done in your life. God preserves his call. He kept Jonah. Aren't you glad he's our keeper? Grace keeps us. Amen? I said, grace keeps us. How many of you ran from God? God just preserved that call. You were 12 years old, David. You got baptized in the Holy Ghost. 12 years old. How old are you now? 47. You know what I've heard him say to Rafe and Carly so many times? I wish I'd have just stayed when I was your age. But has God preserved the call? He's kept him all these years. You tried to run, did run, but God brought you back. He preserves it. JT, brother, you was here before. God kept you the whole time. And he dealt with your heart in a greater measure where you'd repent and say, I was wrong. That's only grace. Do you deserve that? No, you don't. But the kindness of the Lord brings us to repentance. And so grace breaks us. The letter kills us. But whenever I can just be in that fish's belly and know that God is just, I can't get away from this. Man, it brings you to the place, oh God, why would you even love me? Why would you even do this? Why would you prepare a fish for me? Brother Russell or whoever wants to come, would you come? 1 Timothy 1.12. 1 Timothy 1.12 says this, speaking of Paul and his call. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Now listen to me. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Sounds like that fish named Grace to me. (laughs) This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first... Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should be after believe on him to life everlasting. God preserves this call, child of God. He preserves it. In closing, if God preserves this call, listen to me. He will put you in position to do what he called you to do. 
Check out where the fish took him to, to dry land. He got out of that old sea. Isn't that just like the grace of God? Just to put you in the perfect position. All right, here we go. <laughs> now you're on dry land, you ain't got no excuse. And Jonah just walked right out with his preaching suit right on. Let's go to Nineveh. <laughs> oh, Jared walked right out of that jail that day because the grace of God spoke. I remember that day like it was yesterday. And every time I have an opportunity to preach, especially a funeral, because I know the Word of God says that the day of death is greater than the day of birth. And I just sit there and I just think, why me, Lord? But that day, the sky was bluer and the grass was greener. It was on dry land. And the grace of God just put me there and positioned me. Get on that plane and go to Duckworth. And there in that place, I would find the call of God. The fish's name had to be Grace. It puked him up on dry land. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh. I believe with every fiber of my being that the fish put him exactly where he was headed. Just walk, Jonah. I've positioned you right at the perfect place where you need to go. Remember back in chapter 1 and verse 1 when I said the word of the Lord came to me and told me to go preach to Nineveh, and I said no? I could just hear the Lord saying to Jonah, I'm going to tell you the same thing because the call of God don't change. Arise and go to Nineveh. He told him that the second time. Aren't you thankful that God is the God of second chances? Go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. God positioned him. Grace positions you so that you just walk in the grace of God to do what you have to do. God positioned me today at that funeral. God did it, not me. God's grace. The fish positioned. The grace had the names. The fish's name had to be grace. And the last thing I want to tell you, verse 3, so Jonah arose and he went unto Nineveh. He did it according to the word of the Lord. Can I tell you what happened in Nineveh? The very last scripture in verse 11, does anybody have a NIV translation? You got one, Brother Mike? Verse 11, chapter 4 of Jonah. Yes, sir. told you God even dealt with the cattle. <laughs> That's revival, isn't it? When 120,000 people that don't know their right hand from their left hand repent, it said everybody repented. Not only was the grace of God thinking about Jonah, but grace said, I'm going to position you to preach. Some of you may be running from the call to preach, teach, sing, serve, give, love. Whatever it may be. God said tonight's the night. His grace has swallowed you up, positioned you. Preach the gospel. If you think that God is going to change his mind about you, you can hang it up. He's not. He's not changing his mind about your life. He's not changing his mind about your call. He'll do whatever he's got to do. If he's got to put you in a fish's belly, I believe God will do it again. 
Because there's a hundred, more than 120,000 people who don't know their right hand from their left hand. God needs you to talk to them. He's gave you an assignment to tell them. Go preach to the cows if you got to. They'll listen. They may do a 180-degree turn. Who knows? Mike, you prayed for one. You prophesied to it. She got up. Miracle. She's going to give you babies. Increase. She should be dead. Increase comes. So hear me tonight. The fish had to be grace. Tonight God's grace is calling you. It swallows us up. Thank God that it does. Preserves the call. And tonight I just want you to obey God if you feel led to come or just find a place there in your chair to, to pray. God is calling this church to Nineveh. Because there's millions that don't know their right hand from their left hand. 